Hi everyone and welcome to part two of our review of Atmospheres Whenever Review, which we just basically recorded whenever because it's an album review going through it track by track and the atmosphere in the room is pretty cool right now is what I'm trying to say. So welcome to the Headspace Podcast. This is the show where we break down them albums track by track, give them thoughts and opinions on every song. I'm more excited for part two. No, I just had way more caffeine, way more caffeine at this point. Shit. Uh, I had taken a nap right before Chris showed up because I've been pretty tired. So I got a Fitbit, and that tells you how bad your sleep is. <laughs> I can tell you one thing. When you look at the Fitbit, you're like, oh, no shit, eh? I've been awake that much in the night? And you, you get data on yourself. I couldn't recommend the Fitbit more. Um, anyway, you're not here to care- talk about Fitbits. You're here to talk about Atmosphere. Um, we just recorded part one, the first uh, six tracks gave our thoughts and opinions contextualize the beginning of the story where the key takeaway is this love relationship that has been described thus far is really hip-hop and more atmospheres relationship or sorry slug or whoever's relationship with hip-hop in relation to being an old man in a new era um on that note it seems like a perfect segue to discuss the hands of time I just can't stress enough how amazing Ant's beats are. Just the layering of instrumentation to create these vibes and these grooves that while I said on the last review, I wish they were a little quicker. I can accept it because they're just so beautiful and so intricate. It's like to the point where, frankly, Slug could keep his mouth shut, which I don't want to have happen, but he could. And you'd probably still just listen to that beat play for the same runtime as if Slug was rapping on it because the beat in and of itself stands and holds the song so much. And that could be said about every song on this album so far and i don't think in part one i gave enough credit or we talked enough about how amazing ants work is and i just because we're probably going to not do it for the rest of this review this is the part where we say the production is bless anyway i mean it does play a nice role when the production of the album and the individual beats really fit a lot of the narrative and the emotions that are being conveyed through the lyrics and, and and how the artist is expressing himself i do like that with this story as that we're getting from the project as well as like connecting some of these pieces and really kind of breaking it down that we can also appreciate the 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 the, the, just the sounds that are being brought to this project to give you these little like like i want to say moments like these little oh this makes me feel like this and and as as like slug is going on about like whatever he's rapping about it's like the little the little sounds just really hit you hard so it's really really well done i definitely think ant carries the atmosphere get it of the album uh pretty well in terms of moving along the story so where we last left off it was with dearly beloved and it almost kind of sounded like you know they've been trying their hand with this hip-hop thing maybe it's like relating the old and the new Mm -hmm. and looking to try to find a balance I, i don't know if you see what i did there that's my favorite atmosphere song um anyway uh this starts off with this cool chorus the hands of time are slowing down at this old heart of mine and again i appreciate that because look i'm not quite as old as slug is but i am 32 now and i think a lot about aging and like how many more gray hair i have now compared to when i was younger or just a lot of other physiological things that have me feeling more health aware like you know what's crazy peeing isn't the same in your 30s we don't talk about that because nobody talks about peeing yo your like amazing bladder control of 21 does not last there you go youth um so i don't know i kind of appreciate just thinking about it because that kind of shit's on my mind so it's cool to know that slug also thinks about this kind of stuff 
Um, anyway, I used to be assertive. Now I'm just exhausted. I used to want to burn shit, but now it all feels force-fed. So you're looking here, and we're feeling that, like, he's kind of reflecting on maybe the other side of this conversation himself now as the album goes on so and i kind of get this too because if i go back and i mean i make music it's not the point but if i go listen to the anger and the rage that carried in the tone of my voice and almost yelling nature of my older style to maybe now in my 30s i'm a lot calmer like the my voice doesn't elevate to the same stress levels i've learned how to mitigate through it so like if i did try to like rage per se it just it would come off disingenuous right like there is a way for me to rage but the way i used to maybe what's attractive to like i'm not i just again like he says this shit and it just hits me like wow man yeah i've got a fucking headache i've had enough with all the heartache i want to get away sing about the better days it's all shade when you're falling through the dark space i didn't know my story would ever get told thought i would disappear into a cold black hole and it's i like that because it's like this craving for something better like you've just got the sadness and the pain and a lot of his music has been that right and in a lot of ways i feel the same way like if you if you do ever listen to my shit it's not happy it's some heavy crap in my opinion it's just my darkness pushed through it and in a sense after it's all said and done when you do get success your story gets told so i think it's kind of cool like that he kind of looks at like i never thought it would happen and then we're in this current world where there's no oxygen no control of the pressure and no mess left after i implode so the opposite happens now everything's fucking hard the pressure goes on so you're gonna explode and shit i don't know man i mean i could go through the rest of the track line by line but like it's just this way he's tone in this one where it's like he's looking at how he has changed within the game like don't ever register this is one of my favorite bars don't ever register the efforts of a heckler unless you can exploit it for your own agenda right and just that like idea where like now when he looks at the situation and negative reaction like look at the heckler that i made in if you watch part one i basically took a heckler and i made a whole shtick about it and got right. six minutes of content out of that <clears throat> one comment i exploited that heckler for my own advantage i love it the so way, the way i kind of interpret it was kind of also like don't let haters don't let the hate that haters have for you affect you unless you're gonna like do something with it let it strive you let it you know be your drive to want to do better not like really hold you down so i like how he's kind of expressing like you got to learn how to let some shit go unless you're going to use that shit to succeed and excel in other forms um overall though I came to rap and break free from the cage. Don't ever misinterpret nothing but what keeps me engaged. I'm trying to act my age. I'm trying to lose some weight. Shit. No. I mean, we're talking about bars that I could have written, in my opinion. I mean, I've been thinking a lot about it. I'm trying to act like I'm in my 30s. And guess what? I'm trying to lose weight. I'm, I'm trying hard to hit that ellipticals in my life and... I know I gotta change my diet and I'm trying to face what I'm afraid of just to prove what it, that it's fake. I feel like there's demons in my world. Like this is just some really powerful older man shit that I think is kind of like helpful to hear at my age. So thank you, Slug. Well, I think it's also helpful to hear even at like my age, I'm only 26, but like just to know that like, it's, it's kind of like 
it, it solidifies your reality in a sense of like, okay, so it's it's not, if you're making it through, I can make it through. If this is what you're going through, I'm now prepared because I've heard you speak about it. I've taken the wisdom. I've taken, you know, I've interpreted whatever it is I've interpreted from your music. And now when I get to that moment in my life, I can like think back and be like, you know, how would you use it? How would how would these people do it? It's like, it's, it's still that, that aspect of learning and being able to, be comfortable when you get there fair um i like it a lot i like the the tone on this one i found it more engrossing like i guess maybe it's the guitars or something in this one that just kind of hit me in a really cool way mm -hmm. i hope it's guitars in this one i'm gonna sound stupid so i give it a 4.5 and i love it i do like how um the chorus when it goes uh the hands of time are slowing down this old heart of mine i, I kind of started off with thinking this song is about like really just him growing old and like dealing with you know like and like when am i gonna die and all these type of thoughts and like it was really just cool to see that like you know that 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 conscious awareness of like holy shit like there is a lot of like health things and there's like we're just like time really does take a toll on you that was really cool for me uh, i gave the song a 4.2 on five awesome so whenever y'all feel like hitting subscribe it would be awesome this time we have some friends for the title track which i thought was cool um chris why don't you why don't you talk to us this song is actually really cool uh i felt like this was kind of i don't know how it fits in the narrative of the story but I felt like this was just bars. Like they kind of took a track to really just kind of floss and get some, what kind of feels like anger, but like controlled anger. It's not like they're just walling out and screaming and all this stuff, but it really just kind of feels like they're just proving why they're the best, at least to me. Uh, verse one, we got slug. And you know, I kind of just go like, put it under the needle and drop it, uh, drop it on the one. Boy, your mama say I be rapping in my dad voice. Defense mech to protect me from the fuck toys. Joystick, see me swerve through the asteroids. He, re okay, I <clears throat> he really does have a dad voice. It's awesome. But I also like how he he kind of plays up on like defense mech protect me from the fuck toys. Like being a father and call instead of using like fuck boys, he calls them fuck toys. Uh, joystick, see me swerve through these asteroids. Like uh, playing um. Uh, space invaders or stuff like that like i like how he like he follows up the dad voice and really just kind of also being that father figure too and kind of going old school like that that was really cool but yo i still got that hunger and hold a box cutter leave me let me carve my name in your security blanket i'm sleeping on a train on a sweat stained mattress i'm not accepting i'm not expecting company hit the floor if death comes for me somebody got to get the door it's like for me that kind of feels like but yo i'm still hungry i got the i hold the box cutter like he's still ready to get money he's still ready to fight he's still ready to keep going let me carve my name in your security blanket like fuck what you gotta say i'm coming for you you know like i'll break your defenses oh you can't even put your guard up i'm sleeping on a train on a sweat stained mattress so it's like you're kind of getting this like you know these are my experiences this is where i'm dealing with sweat stain kind of makes me feel like maybe he's not sleeping properly he's got like night terrors or some shit like that and sleeping on a train maybe he's traveling touring you know having to move around that kind of busy life i'm not expecting company hit the floor it's kind of like 
for me i feel like he's kind of breaking down like you know he's doing this on his own he's really trying to just be with himself and really trying to figure it out um if death comes to if death comes for me somebody get the door like he's not even afraid to embrace death like he's kind of starting to accept it which is cool line to actually follow up with the last track for me kind of was talking about like you know time running out and slowing down and all this stuff like really coming to the end so that was really interesting as well um and those were just some of the lines i liked from uh slug uh do you have anything from his verse i mean i just kind of like how it carries over and so it's like if you look at it almost like a response to the aging thing okay so it's 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 a twofer here for one he kind of shows like okay you know put the needle drop it on that one boy i'm old you know we're making vinyl jokes mm -hmm. here uh your mama which he's insulting that kid he says i'm rapping with my dad voice but in a sense it's like she wants to fuck mm -hmm. you know and if i get it, it's funny and then he flips into the kind of harsher tone and showing like yo when it comes down to it it's cool but what's also cool is he's like yo you might choke on a sucker from the liquor store we get we might get so high that we don't exist no more i'm like smoke i'm supposed to rise that's why you blow both of us towards the sky you know there's almost like a more modern-esque tone to using yeah. the language where when you when you hear this one, it, it feels a little more like like the other ones were like I'm old, but I can't find right. my place. And then it's like, but all things considered, I'm not afraid to come in and show you where the fuck I'm from and what I'm right. doing and bringing in that edge to it. You know, right? Like he can stand his ground. But then the other point is, it's kind of old manish to be by yourself like that, and then to show his youth and power, he brings in the posse. Right? right and he brings in friends so you have gifted gab who sh she kills it and then mers kills like, it uh, half dozen never heard of before but guess what spoiler alert because i know chris it. wants to do bars here kills it and i mean it's a truly truly dope posse cut like really gives it justice on this project instead of being one of the boring ones anyway what do you feel i like when gifted gab went um whatever i don't like to shoot because i'm just way too accurate when they be at you uh they don't ever at you that's the wackest shit and i ain't too met and ain't too many bitches that can hang or even match my wits i mean i haven't i have had it up to here i'm talking atmosphere because i don't even talk to them they say i'm too cavalier i just like how she's that's a good line like the way she's flowing the way she's like addressing and playing on that she's with atmosphere and that she's kind of like in the rankings and she's going hard is really really cool i also just like i like the cockiness behind whatever i don't like to shoot because i'm just way too accurate like that was just like oh shit like she never misses and the way she presents her flow and the way she presented her verse for somebody who's never heard of this person existing in hip-hop at all you stood up really really well even the way she starts pen game methane slug said to gas the shit spit flame just to keep the matches lit they say i'm half insane the other half immaculate could you imagine it like just the syllable play and the way she like the word placement is really 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 good um you have anything for her it was pretty fire um this might come off a little weird but at the very beginning i wasn't 100 percent sure if it was a girl or a boy so i had to look it up but uh she's fire um it's really dope like uh ain't too many bitches that can hang even match my wits i was like you got a point because the thing that like really stands out about her in my opinion is she kind of reminds me more of that rhapsody 
way of doing it right, where yep, yep. rather than talking about how she's a woman or using that to any kind of a gimmick right she's just dropping bars that are as good as fucking anybody and then I, kind of a couple things like i have to drop a bitch in several years whatever but like in general it's just really solid and which and, is cool though that's a cool that's a cool line like um i haven't had to drop a bitch in several mm. years uh, give me uh i like I'm like your greatest live in fear when I twist the gears. Give me props. I, I ain't have to drop a bitch in several years. I like how she's addressing that in regards to she doesn't need to like have drama to get clout. She doesn't need to have this whole like Twitter battles and a bunch of stuff or I have to rap battle somebody just to get that fame, just to get these views. And then I also like the line she follows up with. I look at OGs as my only peers. Like she doesn't even want to look I at her, about that like, classmates or the people that are in her ranking. She's looking at like let's say the rap cities and like all these people well no i mean it's more like the merses and the slugs is you know i mean fear yeah you're right because right. like what mers starts early 2000 atmospheres what 90 something like we're talking oh geez i mean mers is probably 90s i don't even know what the fuck i'm talking about um anyway i like in mers's verse when he just goes instant replays uh instant replay says the play on the field stands i pack the stands with my stanzas my stands go bananas it's a bona fide bonanza and just i'm trying to exaggerate the rhyming there a little bit but just the way he plays all that about how fucking dope he is and almost like you got and it almost makes you want to rewind it for how cool he's like laying it down word to jason alexander and you're like are you kidding coolest tomato at the culture could have cussed out costanza and i'm like oh shit because who does jason alexander play on seinfeld why it's george costanza and that's actually a fire bars fuck trump and fuck cancer 1992 years active nine uh for mers fair enough i mean i'm okay with that bar but it felt so like fucking force fed into this verse like filler and what I, I liked was oral krylon i spray all my stylon and i and i think i thought mers was doing like his weird thing where he's changed his words no krylon is painted on wall paint like yep. from home depot so i really liked how and he then we in montreal where there's tons of construction so our mind is brighter than the orange ends on pylons because they're fucking everywhere um it's pretty cool man his verse is fine uh and then half dozen comes in kills with it. it oh my it's, god it's pretty great quick-witted sharp tongue i don't i don't mince words plentiful supply use strife as my stern stern take it in stride but describe it it, it uncertain oh, i can't even say it right now but the way he does it is just so crazy go yeah no i enjoyed his verse too i feel like this is a great flossing chives like walks off big stick and slightly and kept the nights clean when the nights got unsightly and i have to give you credit on that because i can't keep shoes clean for the life of me now to be fair i live in montreal and i don't know but there i don't know where he's from and maybe your snow and slush situation is different than mine but it's like half a year here your shoes are gonna get fucked up so and then there's mud and rain i don't know we got what three months of nice weather tops in here how do you keep your shoes clean people and i know people get into sprays and they do toothbrush shits and fuck that i'm gonna get walk around with dirty shoes because i don't care anyway this shit was fire too i really enjoyed this song a lot i thought the beat was also pretty spectacular and it really like it was dope man it just it felt like another dope track like again i'm not a thousand percent sir like the vibe i would listen to this in so that's the thing i have i like it i know there's a vibe yet and i've yet to identify like this isn't copy paste music it's not bicycle music it's not any of that but one day i'll tell y'all when i figure out what the vibe for this is either way it's a 4.5 on 5. 
I gave this song a 4.5 on 5 as well. Anyway, that's lovely, Chris. I hope they agree. So we stocked half dozen and he is from Minneapolis. So we respect the fact that you will have some serious challenge keeping your shoes clean. And if you happen to watch this, Mr. Half Dozen, respect, honestly, shoe cleaning, not easy. Uh, Lovely's awesome. The video for it dropped features uh, Nikki Jean and she's, she's lovely too. Oh, they have snow. Of course they do. I didn't know. I mean, I knew it was a snowy place. He said it on this album. Anyway, uh, I don't know. My US geography, it's like every freaking time I have to Google where in the fucking states this place is. Um, and that might be preposterous to a lot of Americans, but I'm in Canada. So can you tell me all 10 provinces and three territories and where they are? I don't know. Can you? You probably can. There's a lot Watch less of them. The comment. <laughs> There's a lot less of them. There's 50. I'm from this state. Look what I know. 50 states, 13 including the provinces and territories we just it's, we're not used to that many anyway um i like this track lovely have i told and it's got the slower kind of i don't know how to say it like swingy vibe to it or yep. like it's kind of loose like in a the jazzy little ish feel to it um like lovely have i told you i'm so impatient what i meant is there's no escaping i practice my smile laughing and singing i don't know why i tried to do a flow and then gave up halfway through protect you in between the span of my wings and heard y'all was flying to mars but i think maybe y'all trying too hard so if we go back to maybe his con his commentary on the fame and all right. of that side of it right, right? Um, so he's impatient and how that kind of reflects there's no escaping. So I guess he's committed. He's running into it. So he practiced trying to be nice and smiley and whatnot. Didn't really work out. Heard y'all was flying to Mars. That could be like a reference to the Zanny bars and things like that, right? Um, and well, then, also it could be a commentary on just like the actual flying to Mars and how like that's... Oh, true. Maybe he's eh? actually thinking that idea is preposterous. Like, I don't think it's preposterous. We should do it. But in general, I'm just saying we should fly to Mars. I'm a big Elon Musk fan like that uh you shouldn't be surprised anyway i think y'all are trying too hard i used to feel like a weirdo because it was so difficult to be cheerful and i like that line too because that's something i'm starting to understand too like i used to feel like a weirdo but now and it's because i'm like very fucking realistic with shit and i mm -hmm. find it so hard to just be like happy and dandy and having a good time and la -dee -da -dee -da -dee, like so many people do i don't get it it's like you know shit's fucked up everywhere. Again, I think that is... So this is a Chris Chrome opinion, mine. I think it also has to do with what you choose to do with your life. Like if you choose to chase a dream, uh, grind and everything, I feel like your attitude towards a lot of shit is more realistic. Like, you know, you feel like you're running out of time. You're always stressed. You got to do some shit. You got to take the next move, the next level. But the people who may just want to live and let live and just kind of work, make money and go party, like that's just their life so i for me i could feel how like growing up even for myself like i did the partying i did the fun times but i also did feel like i was outcasted weirded out you know like i'd go to these like house parties and and try to have conversations that you generally just don't have at a house party i find like at least the people that i i saw myself associating with at the time it's like i'm trying to talk about life while you know we're all consuming xyz but everybody's just talking about like summer vacation or what like who they hooked up with or whatever it's like just these menial conversations that for me i don't really care about and that's how i kind of related to that 
Sorry. Um, and then, yeah, I just like the way you kind of put, we were trying, because uh, it was so difficult to be cheerful, we are trying to reach and explore in case I can locate some support. Every source of thought is the breath of existence before metamorphosis is more than just a metaphor for next. And that's cool because I feel like he's trying to, in a really elaborate way, say we were trying to build a community at Outcast that could be like-minded and build together. And what we're saying is more than just the words. It's actually about something of substance and value to kind of contribute to the world and shit. Mm-hmm. And then I was watching my son play piano and thinking about how he survived that avalanche looking down at these shoes. I'm standing in. I might be happy. This might be happening. And that was really cool to me. And the peak of this album, he looks at his son and looks at his shoes and realizes, you know what? Like things are kind of cool. And maybe this is happiness. And like maybe I have actually obtained it because earlier, I actually, I don't think we've got there yet. When we get to the chorus or something like the ceiling a bit ahead, when he's like, he doesn't know if he's even going to recognize the feeling when he gets there. Spoilers, mm-hmm. I guess. But, you know, you kind of hear that imagery and you're like, I kind of picture it playing out in those bars. And then Nikki Jean does this amazing chorus with all this love and all this lovely, feels so good, can't take shit from me. I mean, all our days, no storms, just sunny and sweet, like honey, sweet. And it's just like this oasis, right? Like you get this one ever vibe where finally everyone's confident bouncing back. And then this recognition that you don't necessarily have to agree with what they're doing because what you have is pretty fucking dope. And I thought that was cool. Uh, In the second verse, lovely when I told you that a sad song was simple. What I meant was the parts sound familiar. And I thought that was interesting. Very because i think what he's trying to point out then is that it's not necessarily that something is simple per se but it's easier to connect with these negative and emotions or whatever because it's something more maybe universal than other things like happiness which is kind of weirdly constructed around a lot of things i'm not saying happiness don't exist i'm saying happiness is hella relative but pain is pretty fucking universal so for me with those with those lines i kind of took it in a way where um we should be more attentive when people want to show us some of the sad music that they're showing i like to believe that when somebody shows me a sad song it's not to just show me the song that they're just listening to in rotation that week it's because they're actually trying to tell me something that cannot be expressed by them but they have found a way to express it in music which is what i kind of took from this when i told you the sad song was simple what i meant was that parts the parts sound familiar it sounds familiar from what and the way i'm interpreting is what he's living how he's feeling how he's connecting to the music which is the same way i guess you know as listeners and people who love hip-hop or even just music in general listen to music we find a way to connect with it which is something i wanted to bring up when i found those lyrics um i like how he continues off with in the dark watch you dance with your shadow loneliness feel like it's a sharp like it's sharp enough to kill you but even when you got somebody to build with won't automatically promise it's solid keeping my feet planted firm in my footprint learning to look through the clouds when it's crowded when the thunder hits louder than hunger start running for cover cut off and block numbers so there we get a we get a multitude of things so first off i feel like he's kind of expressing uh, a little bit of this like love relationship with somebody where he's kind of like going through different like phases and kind of feels like rejected or maybe alone or dealing not so well dealing with what's going on in the relationship the other part is uh, another side of it could also be his thing with with hip-hop that we've been kind of uncovering here um so in the dark watch you dance with your shadow it's like metaphorical right like he kind of sees this this shadowy image of what like hip-hop would be let's call it a female and 
uh, kind of dancing alone by herself, but with this shadow of somebody else. Maybe he feels disconnected or whatnot from that hip hop. Uh, loneliness feel like it's it's a sharp enough to kill you. Like maybe that's also one loneliness in the relationship, two loneliness within himself, or even three loneliness within hip hop. Like we don't accept him, or he doesn't feel like he's ever gonna make it or whatnot. Um, but even when you got somebody to build with, won't automatically promise it's sold. That's just self-explanatory. Just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean that you're gonna achieve what you think that what you're setting out to do. That person might have a setback. You might have a setback. You guys gotta grow together. You have to understand like maybe you guys break up or whatever. But then we flip it right and we put on the hip hop lenses and it's kind of like. Well, me and me, I'm in a relationship with hip hop, but it doesn't seem that hip hop is giving me, you know, the support that I need to function fully as that unit in, in a relationship, which was really, really cool. Like there's a lot of really going down into these lyrics. Um, keeping my feet planted firm in my footprint, learning to look through the clouds when it crowded. For me, that's kind of saying like he's um he's kind of sticking to the plan sticking to the blueprint you know trying to make sure that he doesn't lose sight of what he's always known or at least what he's always going for um taught himself how to look through the clouds when it's crowded to try to clear his mind but i like how he suddenly goes back into this like paranoid anxious feeling and kind of like like secluding himself from everybody when the thunder hits louder than hunger start running for cover cut off and block numbers um it's it's kind of like I don't think it's really like a thunderstorm or nothing. I think it's more or less the um, idea of like when shit's really starting to get hectic, whether it's the relationship, whether it's the, you know, the streaming counts, the views, the clicks, the fame, X, Y, Z, maybe there's not enough of it or him himself when he puts that much pressure on him uh you know it feels like a thunder thunder is hitting louder and all this stuff and he has to hide and he, and he doesn't want to talk to anybody and it was just a lot of like shit i could i could really really feel that um now i do like the last couple of lines i flew up to space just to find isolation so i kind of take that as like you maybe were smoking and you tried to just kind of clear your mind flew up to space i don't think he really took a spaceship up there just to clear his mind uh so i'll be the starlight that started tonight i like how like he's giving him himself his own light like i feel like he's such in a dark or at least portraying as he's in a dark place on this track that he's gonna be his own light kind of explaining like you need to carry yourself and pick yourself up off from what it is you know you're dealing with and you gotta carry yourself through because you're your only backup in a way um gotta love and, and as he follows up gotta love myself so i can love you right right so i like how he goes gotta love myself so i can love you right and then asks like right like like isn't that how it's supposed to go i have to make sure that i'm good so i can take care of you but he's also seeming a little bit confused which is really really crazy to me this 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 is like a really good for me this was a really good song uh breaking down a lot like just just a relationship forget if it's like with a woman or if it's just i mean this like, to me is straight like about the hip-hop and whatnot right like about success and, and within himself like even with what you're describing i don't feel the same level of confusion within himself i think it's commentary on the fact that integrity and aiming for perfection and great things is a lonely and difficult road that at the end of the day the only way you're going to make it through that psychologically is to end up loving yourself and if you don't love yourself if you do not pride on what you do how is anyone else going to care or whatever right mm. so going through this journey of trying to figure out your place inside of things you know it's like he, he kind of ends at this point where 
it's like you follow the rules and you go through all the motions of what you're supposed to do but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to turn out the way that you think and then as you go through it and you try to understand how to like navigate the situation there is going to be loneliness in it it's going to be kind of complicated um you may kind of like try to avoid looking at the numbers or the commentary of the success because it's painful and it's complicated or what's the point in creating all this art etc if like nobody is going to care or listen or whatnot Mm -hmm. so i think when it goes into the isolation and go up to space it's kind of like maybe he's getting high but i look at it more like he's going back to that place where he's creating the art for himself again because how are we supposed to care about the art in the first place if he's not even going to go and create something that we're going to want like he would want to go ahead and listen to so i thought that was pretty cool and uh, i thought it was really great then there's that danish outro where it's like i know that when i die nothing happens for when i did not exist before i was born i will not exist when i am dead and i know that means i will not think or feel anything when i am dead and of course that's pretty depressing thought to have and i don't want to live my life and pretend that's something that i know there isn't and definitely not when it comes to death so in a way i actually feel a little lucky because i'm not i'm so aware that what i have in my life that i don't have when i'm then dead because then i don't have to measure life and wait for what's at the end because i already know that and instead i can keep focus what i want out of it while i have it which is very interesting um now that we have a translation uh, that I actually had a translation before it's just been there the whole time i whatever um that actually kind of now kind of for me clarifies the music video um but like even just the commentary it kind of ties the whole song together in the sense of saying this nihilistic pointless outlook on it like what's the purpose of it all but the purpose of it all in a sense is to find within yourself the understanding of what's finite what is in this world what is not in this world what you can have and just kind of like almost accept that death is a part of life and that through all of that you can learn to really love the in, the individual moments that exist and how they come it's like some pretty cool philosophy but yeah and ties into the music video which i i actually enjoyed um i like how and i just want to take a second to talk about it i like how they they portrayed um him dying and being like prepared, uh, getting suited up and prepared for uh, being laid down in the coffin. But like the way that he's like standing there and moving his arms and, and he's supposed to kind of be lifeless, but he's also still alive while he's like rapping and going through kind of like these thoughts and stuff was really, really cool. And what and what it kind of gave me was these are certain things that he, I think he may be searching for before he leaves. He, he, he's, he's like afraid that as his time is going and time is t- taking his toll and stuff, you know, he kind of going through this and he doesn't want to, I guess, leave empty ha- empty handed or whatnot. That's kind of how I, I interpret it. I don't it. think it's about like how he wants to leave empty handed. I mean, I agree with what you're saying about like the more journey side of it, but I think it's coming to the understanding that certain things have value on this earth and it's about the perspective of trying to find it so in the midst of everyone going through this materialistic quest for all the different things they're doing it's like to look at your son and be like oh shit that's what's really important Mm -hmm. or oh crap i've got an amazing life oh look at the sun it's dope you know like that kind of level like the little things in a sense yeah in, in a sense you know like learning to love yourself again because that's very important i don't know i thought it was a really great song and this is a couple of tracks too where like the next song kind of starts over the skit of this song and then it just kind of like moves into the next one 
But I really like this one. I give it a 4.5. I gave it a 4.2. And the next one is called Son of Abyss, which is like a bitch. Oh! So this was an interesting track, I would say. I love the more Western feel of it that we got going on. It's like, imagine if we all shared a secret. Maybe then we could connect in that space where we keep it. If you and I bleed and it's the same blood, but I still need a reason to believe in your love. And that's a cool thought. Like, what if there is some kind of, like, universal truth or, like, some shared experience that actually does exist between us all? And if that's the case, would I need a reason to believe your love? Because the truth is we're all the same, so I wouldn't need a reason. It would just be, like, an inherent thing, you know? I was like, damn, this is going to be one of those deeper ones. I'm trying to stay ahead of all the developments. Got to acknowledge the devil in a room full of elephants. And now I'm looking for an easy escape. Open the window. I'm about to leap my faith. And I wonder for that if it's like looking at how he's watching the whole game progress and everything and he's trying to understand how to maneuver it all when you can see the clear evils in this room full of elephants elephants being obvious shits and so instead it's like eh, i'm about to try to escape it open the window i'm about to leap to my faith I thought that was interesting because usually like leap to your death, but no, instead it's breaking out of the box, out of the norms of maybe all the things you're supposed to do. You can find your freedom in that by escaping that world and leaping in the scary way, doing the risky thing towards your faith. But then the contrast to that is for real, I feel depleted, an ocean full of weeds, emotional fatigue. Maybe if I had a bag of money, I could be a crash test dummy, quietly standing for something. And I thought that was interesting too, because while he's exhausted and he's emotionally drained, if he was rich per se, he could be like the example of society or whatever and quietly standing for something and that's an interesting point because the truth is there's not that many rich people that stand for shit like really don't and they they claim they do but it, it's not in a visible or active way it is very quiet whereas you'll take somebody more in a tier of like an atmosphere and you'll have a guy like slug lay down real what i would say substance filled opinions and criticisms based on things like education and history and i don't mean it like to say there aren't that in other places there's tons of examples of that but when you look at where he's at he is loudly standing for something mm -hmm. whereas the people that are wealthy just don't you know i would love to get as fly as them but i fell overboard now i'm trying to swim and that's interesting too because it kind of looks like at some point maybe he tried to go a certain way or he tried to bang out a couple tunes that might get that money but everything just kind of felt goofy and when he went down that route it didn't work I'm still learning, but the water is burning and the world keep turning like it's not concerned. And and that's an it's just like he's still putting out his albums, still doing his thing, still grinding away, but nobody really cares anymore. We care atmosphere. Um, but then you get that chorus where, again, if we tie it back to the hip hop relationship where we think of commons, I used to love her, things like that. I can't believe I used to love you. You don't believe I used to love you, but who you gonna run to? What happened to the people you once knew? I'm like, oh, interesting. So now that hip hop's in the place that it's in, he's like, I can't believe that's what I used to connect with, you know? And man, I used to like that, but what are you gonna do when it all falls apart? What happens to all those OGs? They're all gone. It's interesting to see uh, just like what happens when I turn like, you know, become a dad and I'm like 40 or whatever and I look back at hip hop and see what it is today and I'm I can like, promise you at that point Eminem won't be relevant. I mean, <laughs> I mean, fair, but like I'm saying like it's just to think like 
you look back, like we're doing this now, right? We're in hip hop, we like music, we make albums, all this stuff. And then to think like, once it all changes in years and all these things and we're looking back and it's like, that's, that's really what we wanted to be a part of. But it's the idea of like, it's not the same anymore. And that's where I think I'm a little yeah. bit like confused on this track with him. Cause I'm like, but do you, do you, like, I understand what you're thinking of and how you're kind of portraying this track, but at the same time, it's like, but it, it, it don't you know, it's going to change? Like, isn't it? Yeah, but like, I'm not trying to sound condescending or like negative or but nothing. I don't think a lot of people expected hip hop to drop substance the way that it did when just 20 years ago, it's like, if you didn't have proper bars, they would jack the mic and maybe beat you up. Mm -hmm. I mean the crowd. Mm -hmm. So like, how did it go from a, a place where you had to be able to off the dough and come up with the dopest shit that may as well be a fucking album verse to a point where autotune and Xanax use rules everything around me. And if you're looking at it like, hold up, like, what's going on? This is what it turned into. It's fucking weird. And then it's like, I'm like, hold up. You're looking at me like I'm supposed to know what to do. But when I see you come around, all I think about is how I don't fuck with you. So this is where probably people are looking up to the OGs or guys like Slug and be like, come make more music, save hip hop. And he's like, yo, I don't even fucking like hip hop anymore. I don't know what the fuck to do with this mess. And even if I had to say to you how much I miss your kiss, and even on a perfect day, I behave like I'm nervous at a risk. And even when I'm confident, the consequence of cost another wish, even when it's obvious, we're probably just lost in the abyss. So it's like, even on days of all emotional ranges, whether he feels like he really could come back in and draw that platinum banging album, or on days where he feels insecure and weird or whatever, the truth is, at his age and the world that we're in the kind of hip-hop they make versus what's kind of trending now and stuff it feels like this sound is lost in an abyss of the past like there's a degree of things are going to keep evolving and whatnot and hip-hop to a lot of old heads is perceived in a certain way my often criticism is people aren't doing things like checking out all the albums that they could be listening to all the amazing projects that drop instead they go back to like fucking and no disrespect intended but go back to the same tupac and biggie albums and pretend like no new music ever got created after those Tupac and Biggie albums are proper, but there is also other music that has come out that if we put support into and like fucking, you know, bought albums of, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I'm trying to do these reviews. This is me trying to do our end of it, you know? But like, really, when the money comes in, I'm gonna actually buy albums from people and financially put my money where my mouth is. I'm just not quite there yet. Um, but I'm trying to breathe my way through it is how the second verse starts seek into the ways let it move me stay fluid so many voices and inflections multiple choices in different directions so imagine you and uh, your producer about to start making an album in 2019 what are you going to do and I think he's just commenting on how do you do it even if I had the opportunity I don't qualify to speak on behalf of the community and I don't even know who that would be anymore I lost track of the tracks I stopped keeping the score and I love that part because He's basically saying, like, and even if y'all really gave me the voice to be like, what are your thoughts on hip-hop slug? 
He's like, I don't think I'm the right guy because you know what? I don't even know who the fuck's who and I'm kind of not really paying attention no more. And then he follows that up with, or maybe I've been putting up my own walls. I don't return your phone calls. And he flips it. Like maybe it's not like I don't pay attention. Maybe it's I'm pushing it away. I'm blocking it. I'm mm-hmm. keeping it out because this culture is too much for me. Which is interesting to see, right? Like the for me, it's interesting because like at one point he wanted to be part of it. And I think that's what I was trying to say earlier with my statement and how I kind of look at it too. It's like, right now, I want to be part of it. Everything that comes with hip hop, even if that means like, you know, partying and like this, that and the other, like, that's my own decisions to make. But I think in like, you know, 10, I'm what, 26 now? In like 10, uh, 15 years, when I'm like 36, 41, I may not want to have the same lifestyle i may not want to look at i may not look at hip-hop the same way which is what i i kind of understand here and that's it's really interesting to see but what i do want to add and i think i'm just asking openly to anybody comment if you will please and hold me if you have an answer um i don't i don't qualify to speak on behalf of the community now i understand what he's saying there but like if somebody is asking him and if we are you know, like if there is a handful of people, why not give us that? But it's more what makes somebody qualified to speak on behalf of the community. Probably a knowledge of what the fuck's going on in the community. Love him or hate him, but Joe Budden is a lot more qualified to speak on what's going on in the community. Absolutely. Because he's in the know. Uh, DJ Academics love him or hate him has a degree of qualification i mean he he's not somebody i respect personally because he seems to like to snitch out his friends for the sake of views but um that doesn't change the fact that these are people who stay in the know but on the other hand if let's say you're like a lot of people have been and i think he's almost admitting to it where he's like this new music sucks and it sucks mostly because i can't do it i can't fit into this new model and then he blocked it all out and said oh fuck that shit i miss the old days Mm -hmm. and whatnot and then you know you got this whole situation um where now does he really have an opinion because he's so disconnected from everything how could he have an opinion he can come in and talk about you know why 2003 was whatever right but like can he come in and really comment on Lil yachty can he bring up the nuances of Lil uzi vert you know like there's and i'm not trying to say these or whatever but i'm saying if you can't have that conversation if you are just oh it's a mumble rap and fuck the mumble rappers if you're like that guy your opinion is not somebody who should be speaking on behalf of shit because you don't really understand it and if you don't really understand it i barely understand it so i try not to talk about those genres because i I just come off like an old man hater. I don't want to be the okay boomer. I want to be saying okay boomer. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, I don't want to turn your phone call. It's got me floating and bobbing on top of this palm full of problems we bought from these dishonest spokesmen. And again, that's like reflecting on, I guess, the whole system and how everything was lied to and it kind of bought into some shit. And I really enjoy that because that's regardless of your occupation and place in life. I kind of hope we turn it all into ash. I don't want to have to adapt to the aftermath. And that's an interesting point too. Like maybe we should torch hip hop, torch it all, get rid of it, rather than let it morph into something that it c- could turn into. Although, I think the the trends are gonna flip in a way that is gonna be good for guys like Slug. Um, 
Anyway, I like when he goes, you probably never know my name if you never heard me complain because you could argue that his whole career is him complaining and therefore by hearing him complain, you know his name. And I, mean, I thought that was really cool. I took that I took that even more globally, like just in terms of music in general. Like it's, it's interesting to, for me, it was interesting to think like music is just complaining. Like it's, it's, you have your hand full of like happy, but aren't you just complaining about whatever's happy? You're like just ecstatic about that a lot of good music is like complaining about issues problems trying to bring light to conversations and stuff at least for what i listen to and at least what i what i'm surrounded by um now i like how he's like kind of kind of bringing up this thought of like if i chose to speak about proper things and didn't complain about my issues y'all wouldn't listen that's how i kind of took that bar it's like if i were to kind of act like my life's all good and everything's all great and flowers and stuff i don't think many people would have listened or i don't know i think it's more nuanced based on his style kind of like the only way you know me is because i complain right like and maybe i'm just reading into it too well, much i mean so i mean that's I just back. but it's, i'm talking about literally applying to slug in particular's album series of being a really whiny emo rapper is a way to describe him i'm not talking about bad whiny emo i fucking love that shit but that's kind of what his career is like one of the most profoundly atmosphere finally got a good record yeah right that shit almost sounds convincing convincing you know it's like that kind of shit you know so in his world it's like literally his whole career is kind of him complaining but in a way that's awesome okay but you're probably right too because he is pretty layered in the way that he composes shit anyway the next song on this album wait did you give a grade uh, 4.2 on this i gave it a five on five it's brilliant as fuck and then the next one i don't know it's called you're gonna go and you're gonna go somewhere sometime so i'm not gonna lie the last two tracks on the album didn't have lyrics when we got there and I transcribed the first draft of the lyrics. Somebody edited them after, but so you know when you transcribe lyrics and it takes a while and it makes you feel like ugh with the song for a quick minute because you basically are type a line, rewind, type another line, rewind, catch it. Now on the other hand, sometimes this experience of transcribing lyrics is a fucking nightmare because people slur or it's not like a thousand percent clear or whatever whatever um in this case it was a pleasure because like i could really catch the lines they just had like a good cadence to them they were easy to uh remember and i thought it was nice uh this one starts out with like this chorus where it's just like i don't i don't know uh, i don't where you want to go uh but i know you're gonna go so it's like i don't know where you're gonna go but i know you're gonna go so it's like i don't know what's gonna happen and i think he's still kind of talking to hip-hop here I don't, I don't know, know the direction, but I know it's something. Something's going to happen. And then uh, he does his verse, and he keeps up with his abstract poetry, of course. Got a pocket full of pockets, but caught between out your soft legs. Good morning, a clear blue sky, but by the time the storm arrived, it was like a Category 5. So it's like an interesting, just a pocket full of pockets, like a never-ending series of, you know, you just picture like a lighter falling through. Or the worst is when you have a hole in your pocket and then it gets caught in the lining between... Anyway, um, y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's a real thing. 
uh, and then you know but get caught between your soft lips and so it's almost like the distraction of this love of hip-hop and good morning it's a beautiful day but then all of a sudden a category 5 hurricane fucks shit up you know we had to keep the story all the way live and though I never meant to draw any blood I wasn't innocent I had a little dirt in my eye and I would drown in a flood just to cover my mud so it's like you have him kind of pointing out that throughout this process if he's being real honest with the relationship with hip-hop he's not innocent maybe he didn't treat it all correctly either along the way he was a little rough with it maybe and i'm talking again like i just picture a lot of these guys with a lot of anger towards the transition over it and i'm just assuming here i could be wrong um and i ain't saying that we're not genuine i'm just looking at the product you're peddling i stopped following the mess you kept stepping in i got my own problems to wrestle with and i think that's him looking at the industry the labels the games the all of it the way it is the big leagues and it's like look man it's not that anything's anything it's just this looks a certain way to me and i don't appreciate that i got my own shit to worry about um and then now wait a minute i'm not afraid that i loved her i guess i'm just a sucker for fuckers i'm not a victim i'm not a victor i'm just trying to eavesdrops when the comes most whisper so i kind of look at him here being like yeah even though it is what it is i admit that this whole thing this whole thing that i criticizing here i used to really love and i guess that's why he's in this position but acknowledging that to love it is to be a sucker for fuckers because fuckers are going to take advantage in that entire universe but he's not a victim nor a victor he's kind of in the middle he doesn't feel like he got lost or won or anything he's just kind of neutral he's just trying to understand the true signs of shit and then i like how in the second verse he follows up i don't rec- uh kind of again reflecting on this relationship he's had with it all and i don't recollect if i detected the warnings the sex was rewarding the fights got boring and this reminds me of my relationships in the tail end of them when they weren't working anymore and the sex is great but the fights aren't almost worth it anymore because makeup sex is dope but it isn't worth it at a certain point it might sound corny but you're a freak for control you can just picture how labels and audiences and everyone expects you to do shit uh one of the most profound like shinoda lyrics from lincoln park is how like he's like the worst thing about a blueprint is a gift and a curse because everyone wants the new thing to sound just like the first and so once you do slam it out it's like people put you in a box and you're not allowed to do anything new and it's a lot of control it may seem likely the right time for me to get old i knew you were still feeling me uh but knew you were probably willingly fantasize about killing me too so on the same way hip-hop still cool with him but you know he's kind of old if atmosphere faded away whatever if he died it would probably be good for his sales <laughs> you know shit like that we could make some more cash out of him tell me what the hell you expect me to do so i never said bye i never checked in with you i just dipped out went and did my own thing and i stopped advertising like, even this album there's no promo whatever there was that one dropped. there was that one single where he announced a tour and then i tweeted atmosphere said i should go see them live once in my life before i die on the last album because that is a freaking chorus uh and they're coming to montreal so i'm really considering buying tickets they're not that expensive so i feel like i should go see atmosphere once live before i die and this album doubled down on that for me um and i just i just really like it i like the fact that like people kind of almost want him to still be there and it's like even though he tried to leave out and escape the toxic nature of it there's still almost like this recognition that people kind of still like him but i guess i should be flattered if i then if i could stand up i wouldn't even free help free myself from these handcuffs there's probably not a lot left to say we depend on the infliction addicted to the way we get away even those of us that's afraid of waves gonna still play a role in digging our own graves you gotta go hey and then it just kind of does the little chorus and a little outro bit where he repeats it for a while 
uh, I don't want to know where you want to go, etc. But like you kind of look at it like as much as he he hates what it's become, there's a part of him that is this and he can't not be it at the same time. So as much as whatever, he's going to actively contribute to it, which in a sense is like digging his own grave. So I thought that was all pretty fantastic. And honestly, I give it a 4.5. I really like this song. Sorry, I wrote the lyrics for both the next two tracks. I'm like, fuck that. I know Chris only got the lyrics over there because I wrote them. And I'm not saying he didn't listen, but I know how it goes. Anyway, what do you feel about this track? I really just like how he is accepting, I guess, what he thinks he where he's at in hip-hop. Like, I get this feeling that he's kind of like, look, I know what I can do, I know where I'm at, and I'm just going to keep grinding, even if that does dig my own grave. But I'm, I'm not going to succumb to this pain anymore. I'm not going to let myself be obsessed with having to be famous or be accepted in hip-hop or having to chase this thing i'm old now i'm i got other things to do i'm okay with where i'm at i feel like he's coming to like this full circle of like i'm okay with where i'm at i'm done with you you have to go i don't care where you go uh whatever you just can't stay here you don't have to go home but you just can't stay Closing. here whoops i can't sing anything because that could get this fucking copyright right hold on uh, i'm missing it wrong uh what we'll, we'll parody it boning time one last call for sex you see it's parody you can't do shit um that's actually true because i changed all the lyrics i can use the melody it's fucking stupid Go in ahead. either case um that's kind of what i got from this uh i did read through the lyrics and holden did a really good job of breaking it down i don't have much else to really top what you were saying um, but I just like how we got to that point where he kind of stood his ground with hip hop and was like, I'm done. Well, I don't think it's that I'm done. I think it's I'm done. But after saying I'm done, I'm kind of sucked back in because at the end of the day, what, what are we doing? We're talking about his latest project, which almost seems to explore his journey of getting back to this so project. I don't want to. I don't want to. Okay, so done. Not not like I'm not using done as like final. Like I don't think this is the last album. I'm just saying no, like he's I mean, done it's... trying to be. Well, I mean, I agree that he's not trying to go mainstream, but I think after having his love hate relationship with, I guess, continuing or mm -hmm. pursuing it all, it's like he's come. I have to almost you know i don't and know I where it's do i have to keep doing this i don't know where it's going i don't even know if it's worth it but i oh, have to keep nice doing it, to it too. Okay. that's how i took from okay. that one i see that that's interesting i gave this song a 4.5 on 5 yeah, i really fire. i really really enjoyed this i like the production of it i like the way they he that slug just flows right through it he's got this very um I mean, I, I admit, I did think this was also about, like, you know, a woman relationship, and he's kind of tired, and he's like, we're over, but he does ha play really well with the tone of the voice, and really having this, like, confident, but also hurt, in a sense, sound to him, so, really good, 4.5. Nah, that's dope. Um, so, there is one more, and we're going to talk about the ceiling, which, in case you were wondering... We got blue shit, like the sound panels stapled to the ceiling in this room. I burned my security deposit. So we finally got to the ceiling, which honestly is another amazing we track. We don't want to have that happen, Holden. There is no ceiling for us. No, I mean, like I quoted it earlier in the project, and I feel like now we can talk about what this song is. Um, 
transmitting live oh first of all the beat's ridiculous got this cool vibe going on where it's almost like more serious like like we're ending on a serious note and i kind of like that we went through this whole album and everything's just serious that's my life everything's fucking serious respect but i think it plays into the whole that's so if we take on the aspect of dad rap right like do you want a serious father and i'm so i'm talking i'm not talking like strict I'm military that the last album was way more dad rapping but i agree with what you're trying to say i want him to be an older man giving me that real shit mm-hmm. at least responsible but what i mean by serious is you can do it in a way where you're still turning up you can no, st- of course of you course. can do it in a hype way but what I like is the serious tone of it all. Like, mm-hmm. there's a sense of urgency to every second, like, almost anxiousness within him that he has to get this shit out. Anyway, I liked it a lot. Transmitting it live from the cusp of extinction. Look you in the eyes like, fuck, what is you thinking? I'm kind of feeling like there's nothing left to defend, but keep it Franklin. That's just another weakland. And I thought that was really cool because um, you kind of have him on the brink of everything, at the edge of it all, like looking hip-hop or whatever now like what are you fucking thinking like there's nothing left in this culture to defend it's it's vacant to keep mm-hmm. it frankly it's just another weekend it's just the same old bullshit you know but i like i like so uh but if we keep it franklin it's that's just another weekend it feels like it feels like he does this every weekend it feels like he's also expressing how like i go through my week i deal with my wife i deal with my kids mm-hmm. all this stuff and then on the when the weekend comes and i'm sitting in my studio like i'm just visioning this this isn't real right but i sit in my studio and i'm just there listening to the music i got amp beside me and all i can think of is the fuck am i doing well i mean it more like he's looking at this culture like what were you thinking to pursue this or possibly i guess within himself but i guess to defend or pursue the idea of does this culture make sense anymore mm-hmm. you know i guess karma really gives you what you paid for because america c- c- cuz which i thought was dope because it called back to that ice cube album got blood in a carburetor i'm in the mountains hiding out from the park ranger something about putting a slug in your heart chamber and that was one of my favorite lines on the album so he's kind of like looking at the situation or the racist angles of today and the whole whatever and it's almost like a karmic like America almost deserves what's happening to it. And though he's in the mountains, he's evading it all. And then something about putting a slug in your heart chamber. That's an amazing line because it's like a bullet to your heart and the park ranger's trying to like clip him or whatever. But simultaneously, he wants to put a slug, you know, it's his rapper name, into your heart chamber. As in he wants his words to be essentially like some shit that moves you and gives you something to feel and whatnot. And then I love how he goes, if I ain't the one that wrote it, then I quoted it. Ipso facto, I overlooked your ownership. And I like the fact that he'll just take what he wants from it. He'll either write it, he'll quote what's necessary, he'll put it all together to blend what he's going to. He broke his way in and then he goes hit those bad notes because some of his singing is fucking awful notes and drove it like i chauffeured it and i'm like oh he just owned his shit like he's a motherfucking chauffeur driving some shit this is some awesome set of like rhyming it up supposed to get me on a guest list but i'm skeptical of my profession don't know buddy act professional so what I, I thought was powerful about that is how i agree i mean let's say i'm a professional at work not like in the sense that i have a degree which is the literal definition but more i have the kind of job where i have to be professional in the context you think and when you go to do business with a bunch of rappers and i mean this sometimes there's some serious egos that get in the way of good decision making people will hype it up like just the idea of all this guest list like fuck out of here like anyway 
I don't want to talk shit about Montreal scene right now like that. I'm just saying I've seen some stuff that makes me really relate to what he's driving there. And how, like, it's hard to be a professional in a world where nobody else wants to. And that can transcend way beyond hip-hop. Um, decided I'd arrive a little bit ahead of schedule. Like, I go to events before they start knowing everyone's going to be late. And I think it's a funny line that he says it like that because it's professional to do that. But also kind of, like, the way he dropped his music was before it would have ever been cool. In a sense, there'd be no emo trend in rap if it wasn't for guys like Atmosphere back in the day. Um... I started up a heavy metal band with the devil. It goes, I've been working my whole life to touch the ceiling. Don't even know if I recognize the feeling, but I've been working my whole life. And that's some shit I can relate to, to the point where you grind and you grind and you get used to just working. And then nothing ever really works, per se, or in the sense of what you wanted to. So you start clocking success one day. You never feel it. You get to the ceiling, per se, which is supposed to be the limit of your success. And when you do get to that point, will you even know it? Will you even feel it? Will you even... Oh, it's, it's powerful. The way I kind of... The way I kind of took it was also maybe like um you're never happy like even when you do hit that ceiling you don't actually realize you hit that ceiling because for you you just pushed it further now like it's the idea of and this might be really silly in this context but you made a million dollars you're now pushing it to a billion you're now pushing it to a trillion it's like when do you put your own limit to stop like where is your own ceiling which is where i kind of took from that where it's like if you keep pushing your own thing right like he looks back on that one song he looks back at his son and he's kind of contemplating like is this happiness like you know is this maybe this is where i should put my ceiling like right now i'm good okay everything's good but it seems like once you've acknowledged where you're at, you then go, fuck it, I want more. And then I want more. And then I want more. And that's how I kind of took that line where it's like you never really know if you're going to hit that limit because, you know, I could pop tomorrow and that could just be my end goal. Like, I just want to pop. And then suddenly I want a double platinum pop. I want to boom, 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 you know? But it's more like, would you recognize when you when you hit success? But that's what I'm trying to say is like, I think it's, I don't know if I would because I, I feel like I'm the type of person where once I get that, that I may want that, more. I mean, I get that, but yes. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, the, 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 when you reach but, that ceiling, you but, may not even realize that feeling because you just want to push it. But that's the, that's the same thing. Or another way to look at it is, yes, on the other hand, what if you hit it already and you didn't even notice? And you just keep trying now and you're just not going anywhere? Or you keep pushing it and you don't even know if you hit your peak mm. for a lot of the same things. Like, what if he never recaptures the success of God, God Loves Ugly or whatever that album was that everybody loved um, or whatever? I mean, I'm not looking at it like a guy at the end of his career, not a 26-year-old, you know? Like, because the guy writing it is at the end of his mm -hmm. career. Not at the end, but way later on. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I kind of took it more like that. But you have a point. You, it could also be that, like, you never reached a ceiling because it keeps moving. Because all you do is work. Either way, it's like a... And it's a Viking ship. There's no breakfast. And it's like, the life we live is so precious. And if we don't pretend you was over our heads, if you know, you never meant for us to catch those reference. So I thought that was cool because it's almost like when people put this really slang-driven like whatever bars in and like they make it super layered and coded and then judge you for not getting it even though they did everything they could to make sure that only the right people know what the fuck it meant and like that kind of shit i thought that was fucking interesting almost like jargon for political speeches and things like that 
and then that right and just so i understand it nobody in command will willingly give up the upper hand unless suddenly their gun is jammed and you pry it from their motherfucking hands right so another way to look at it is the people who are in control the people with the money and power the people with the top slots will not give it up unless you can force them to because that's just the way of the world and so we're in a situation where power doesn't trickle downwards it just kind of gets accumulated by those with power making the whole situation complicated unless some kind of a revolution comes to sorts and i've been working my whole life afraid of the clock and i know that ain't right because i can't make it stop gotta show up and finish the shift the baby told me being present is a gift and maybe that's why you refuse to fall asleep probably keep it moving till the heart stops responding to the beat i thought that was great too because you know um time in itself is something that he's afraid of as it passes being able to being afraid of not using it right or taking advantage of it and then knowing that that's not the right way to live but you know it's fucked up because you can't stop it you know got to show up do keep moving moving but then you have this kid that teaches you to value time in the present and the understanding that now is a gift and then you kind of look at like he's almost looking at his kid and it's like well maybe that's why you're not sleeping you're crying here forcing me to be like awake and aware in this moment and probably keep it moving till heart stops responding to the beat and i think that's cool because he's then saying i'm gonna keep rhyming as long as i got emotion in this as long as the emotion and the passion and the heart keeps rhyming over it then i have to keep going but it almost until i die because the heart stops and then my brain self-conscious like i could cut my losses if i would have acknowledged i was exhausted and it's like if you would have known where his limits and his ceilings were he would have stopped himself but because he never saw the ceilings he never saw the exhaustion he just kept going and i just thought it was an amazing grind hustle song in a sense where despite it all it's like you have to keep moving you have to keep pushing it and i felt it really motivating it's one of my favorites on this album and i gave it a 4.5 on 5. you gave the song a 4.2 awesome um I guess that's the end of the album review because we're done all 12 tracks on album. <laughs> yes, hold on. Um, so this is, for me, this is a great project. Another modern classic from Atmosphere. Do I know that it's timeless? I think it could be. I think it could be some kind of seminal grown man shit that I haven't heard a lot of. And I would love to hear more of this grown man shit. So if you guys know where the old men rappers are that are rapping in this kind of regular, like stuff that's relatable kind of stuff let me know because again i'm very open about my ignorance but i gave this project a 4.558 i think it's really well rounded there's a lot of versatility to the beats while still being consistent for this project it takes you on this emotional journey exploring what it's like to be that old that far into the game looking at hip-hop's culture in a way that is humble that is not arrogant and a lot of indie rappers could learn from fucking Slug, in my opinion, because most of them sound like petulant children, and Slug sounds like a grown-ass man. People want to talk about where the men in hip-hop are. Well, this is what a grown man is supposed to sound like. So that's it. To Remy Mafia, to Remy Mafia Promotions, my hater from the last video, Atmosphere dropped a doper album than Fat Joe. I gave the album a 4.23. I thought it was really good. I do enjoy uh, these type of albums that have a story narrative that have a lot of like layers to them and you can really pick it apart and have some really great discussions actually and really start to think about life and, and certain things like that. So it was really cool. Um, honestly, you said like if you don't know this is timeless or not, I don't want to say anything like that either, but I think that it is a good album for when i'm a little older and if i start to have kids and i you know kind of get to that part of my life i may go back to atmosphere 
just because I know that he makes stuff like this, mm. right? Like, I'm not going to go... You should just go back to his earlier work now because, you know, that. imagine what the 22-year-old version of him was like. Absolutely, I should yeah, be doing that. that's right. <laughs> but, like, imagine, though, right? Chris, like, God loves ugly. Okay, we're going to get to that. Um, imagine, though, like, a little, a, a little pump, let's say, in, like, 20 years. I don't want to know what he's rapping about as, like, 40-year-old. I think I want to be able to listen to somebody like an atmosphere in that and i'm not comparing them both i'm just saying like what music is today. the thing i just wanted the atmosphere at both times in my life i never wanted the little pump personally yeah okay there's there's songs but like i don't look for inspiration in gucci gang gucci gang gucci gang gucci gang gucci i got i might go have a good loopy time here and there yeah. that but not nah, i got like atmosphere or slug or this heavier end of philosophical lyrics I don't know. I find that to be riveting and it should get more love in my little opinion. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. Don't put a little pump in this conversation. <laughs> anyway, uh, Harvard dropout. What? Uh, so thank y'all for watching. Totally appreciate you being here with us. Feel free to leave us a comment letting us know whatever you think. Do you think Lil Pump's going to be a profound rapper in 20 years? Let us know. Uh, he could be. He could be a fucking genius. I love the Chris Chrome questions I have. Um... Let us know what you think. If you make that effort to comment, I make that effort to answer. Um, be warned, YouTube changed its policy. So if you try to bully people, they'll kill your account. And I don't want that because if you clicked on this video, you're fucking dope. Uh, even if you want to hate on me, just do it kind of respectfully. Like, don't use cuss words and violence. Just be like, you sound real ignorant. Use that. That's a very uh, fair one that YouTube won't get mad at you for. I'm just trying to give y'all advice because I want to see y'all thrive on YouTube too. Um, and yeah, check it out. The, the community policy changed last week, so it's kind of weird. It's, it's, it's nice, but weird. It's nice for me, but weird for y'all. Um, anyway, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. Special thanks to the patrons. Ismail Gadamsey, Chris Prada, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane, Lindo, Williams, Courtney Sparks, and Scribble. They support what we do. Helped us get a new camera. Helped us get on Spotify. Helped us pay for the Squarespaces. Yes, I'm working on that. Um, and then they get to request album reviews from us, and we'll figure out new stuff next year to make it even more riveting, exciting, and tantalizing to just support behind that suit. We also make music. You can check that out on all the platforms possible. Holden Stefan Roy, The Alternative Grand is the name of the album I just dropped and Chris is on it he's on track 3 it's called Hurricane so you can listen to Chris and his verse um, the dope verse thank y'all it's wonderful to have you with us and I think and I hope that atmosphere like Star Trek so live long and prosper everyone